Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Let's take a look at the Week 6 waiver Wire next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Dan Schneier, and we're going to talk about what might be the best waiver wire of the season. It hasn't been a great week for, or a great year for waiver wire ads, but there are some high-priority running backs in particular available pretty widely in CBS Fantasy League, so we're going to talk about those guys. But first, let's talk about that uh, Monday night Chiefs win over the Raiders. There's going to be some controversy about analytics and people are going to be yelling about going for two and blah, 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 and whatever. All we care about for fantasy is winners and losers. Travis Kelsey had a 25-yard game, which typically (laughs) would be pretty disappointing, but he turned those 25 yards into four touchdowns, which makes him the third player ever to have three or more touchdowns with 25 or fewer yards and the first ever to have four touchdowns, so... Move aside Plaxico Burris and Mac Alston. Uh, Patrick Mahomes told us there would be a different wide receiver one every week for the Chiefs. And, well, Mar- Marquez Valdez-Scantling had six catches for 90 yards. I don't think anybody really expects that to be sustainable moving forward. But, Dan, let, let's let's hear a winner from this game. Uh, let, let's say besides Travis Kelsey, I guess. Winner for me is Josh Jacobs. I feel like we've seen Absolutely. it over the last few weeks. That role has been cemented now for him, and he's actually running really well out there, like just independent yards created on his own, forced missed tackles in the open field, yards after contact, all the things we were promised when he was a prospect who was selected in the first round and never really showed as one. We're starting to see now, so he would be the clear winner for me. I also have a clear loser. Yeah, the, well, before we get to the loser, yeah. and I, I'm assuming I know who you're talking about, and he probably plays the same position as Josh Jacobs. Uh He's a loser, too, in this game. Okay, well, we'll get to that. But I do want to point out, Josh Jacobs has three games with 30-plus PPR points in his career. Two of them have come over the last three weeks. And I think the best thing about this game for him, five targets, even with Hunter Renfro active. Hunter Renfro had missed the previous two games. I thought maybe Jacobs' passing game role was a little bit tied to that, but no such thing this week. I think that's a really good sign for him. Let's hear that loser, because I thought it was going to be Clyde Edwards-Elair. Who well, did Edwards the is a good call and, and struggled as a result, but let's hear yours. Yeah, no, no, you that's a good call, too. He's we've been calling that for a little while now. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was a good buy high before this week, but a big one for me is Juju Smith Schuster. I just yeah. I'm at the point now, I was really high on Juju. I have him in a lot of leagues. This is one of my worst picks so far of the year, and I thought he was going to be used in more of a downfield role. I saw that in camp, they were using him that way. I mm-hmm. thought ultimately he would be like a heavy target player in this offense and he's just simply not. And so all the people who were saying, look, Juju hasn't really produced much without that one year with Antonio Brown taking away defensive attention. It's starting to look like it because he doesn't look too explosive on the field. He doesn't look like a difference maker in any way. So if the targets aren't coming, there's not much value from him. And and someone in the chat did did point out that Clyde Edwards was tackled inside of the five twice. That is worth noting, but like this is a guy who has not been a great goal line back in his career. So I just, 
look, he, he had like what 45 yards total in this game. It's just the usage, single digit carries in four out of five games. The passing game usage has been okay, but it's not Christian McCaffrey level. So I just, I don't know if Clyde Edwards Elair is a touchdown or bust guy. I think he's got probably going to bust. A, few, a little more often than he hits. So let's move on to the week six waiver wire where Kenneth Walker, the third, Eno Benjamin, Taysom Hill, Geno Smith, and Jacoby Myers are Jamie Eisenberg's top five waiver targets for week six. But I think the top two, Walker and Eno Benjamin, really stand out. Although Jacoby Myers, 205 yards over the last two games with pretty bad QB play is pretty impressive. But let's talk about Walker first. Rashad Penny, obviously, out for the season with that fractured ankle. That is. Terrible, terrible news for him, but good news for Kenneth Walker, who is now the lead back in a, on an offense that looks pretty good, wants to establish the run. If he's available in your league, he's available in about 32% of CBS fantasy leagues. I know, you know, some of our highfalutin fantasy analysts like to pretend like there aren't leagues where Kenneth Walker's available, but he is in real leagues that people are playing in for, you know, stakes. Uh, how much of your fab are you dropping on him? Yeah, so he's in a tier of his own for me for this week in the waiver wire. I'm willing to drop 80 to 85% of my budget, maybe higher on Kenneth Walker. I think he is the league winner of this year. I love his talent coming out. I thought he was in a clear tier of his own with Brees Hall. Those two for me were by far and away the best talent coming into this draft from the running back position. You saw it on his breakaway run. He has the breakaway ability. He has that game-changing ability. And this offense isn't only an offense now that wants to establish a run. This is an offense that can move the football overall and score a lot of points because Geno Smith is playing great football no matter what anyone wants to say. And they also have a really bad defense, so they're going to have to keep their foot on the pedal and trying to score points all the time. So I love Kenneth Walker rest of season. I'm willing to dump my entire budget on him, essentially. One thing I will say, if James Conner and Daryl Williams are out for the Cardinals this week, my first run through rankings, I'm not officially done yet, but my first run, he was RB6 yeah. for me. This is a great situation for a running back. We've seen that with Kenyon Drake and James Conner. If, you know, Benjamin gets a chance to be the clear lead back for the Cardinals this week, I think he's going to be a really, really good fantasy option. I would rather have Kenneth Walker for the long-term upside, but Aino Benjamin could be a very, very valuable player this week if you need a win. So hopefully we get some news on Connor and Williams on Tuesday. They can give us a sense of whether, you know, Benjamin's going to get that opportunity. And that's going to do it for Fantasy Football Today and 5. For more uh, waiver wire talk, make sure you listen to the full episode of Fantasy Football Today in your podcast feeds wherever you get them. And we'll see you tomorrow. Take care. Take care.